We are back with another episode of Opportunity Unlocked. I'm your host, Noah Ifrigan, and as always, thank you for tuning in. We are blowing up here at OU, and thank you for the support. And I ask that to keep us growing fast and helping us unlock these opportunities. Please leave a quick review for us on Apple Podcasts, and perhaps share the pod with a friend. Who knows, maybe they'll like it. Today we dive into the rapidly growing world of premium water as we chat with the one, the only, Nicholas Richenbach, serial entrepreneur and founder and CEO of the amazingly successful company, Flow Alkaline Spring Water. If you love water, you love our planet, and you love feeling good, then you will love Flow, the company providing the highest quality alkaline spring water and also packaging their products responsibly. Flow has attracted an enormous fan base and attention from some of today's biggest celebrities. Not only are Sean Mendes, Post Malone, and Chase Utley investors of the company, but just last year, Flow collaborated with Gwyneth Paltrow and her lifestyle brand, Goop, for an awesome marketing campaign. Make sure to check that out. And just last week, Flow actually closed their latest $45 million funding round. Flo is Nicholas's current venture, but he is in fact a seasoned entrepreneur founding and building highly successful companies in the consumer goods, social media, mobile, and hospitality spaces. Companies include Mindful, Magmic, Guest Driven, Rabbit, and more. Make sure to check out his bio for more info on all those companies and Nicholas. Nicholas is a highly positive and highly energetic person whose message I know our listeners will enjoy. And with that, let's talk to Nicholas. Nicholas, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Thank you, Noah. It's a pleasure to be here. So Flow is in is in the wellness space uh, and in competition with other premium water products where brand makes all the difference for consumers. And you've you've managed to build such a strong brand with Flow, you know, striking deals with celebrities, consumers of your water having a cult-like devotion to it, including my mom. <laughs> interestingly enough. And I've even seen I've even seen Barack Obama drinking Flow. So you're selling water here. How have you built such an incredible brand? Well, so um, my background uh, outside of being a serial entrepreneur, um, and uh, this is my ele- my eleventh company. Uh, my background's really in consumer products and products. I'm a bit of a product geek, and so mm-hmm. when we designed Flow, it was very much focused on designing an amazing product to solve a huge consumer issue. And the, you know, simple, the simple way of saying it is that, you know, people didn't like drinking out of plastic, but they still really love drinking premium mineral water uh, because Mm -hmm. it tastes great. And uh, people in the, in the water space know that everyone buys mineral water because of the taste is much smoother uh, because of the minerals and there's health benefits associated with it. So when we designed the product initially, it was really designed to solve a problem of non-compromising the taste profile of my family's artesian mineral water, but mm-hmm. but doing it in an eco-friendly pack uh, that never sees sun, air, that's made from compostable material, that's 100% recyclable. And that's where we lend- ended up with flow. And I think the testimony is to a great product is amazing consumers that love the product. Um, and, you know, I say it, you know, over and over again to um, people that I speak about in order to have a, a successful company, um, you have to have a product that people can believe in. And to have an uber successful uh, company, you have to have a product that people believe in and an amazing management team to bring it there. And I think Flow has. Mm-hmm. So 
so it's interesting you say that, right? Because, you know, Flow is clearly an amazing product as is demonstrated by the consumers who love it. But it is in a space um, right now that's picking up a lot of a lot of energy and a lot of momentum, but it's somehow differentiated itself. So as the management team, what have you guys done to to really create this brand that has stood out amongst all the competition? Yeah, so what we've done is let's call let's put it into three kind of buckets. Uh, number one, brand. Uh, number two, product innovation. Um, and number three would be um, distribution strategy or go to market mm-hmm. strategy. So uh, the brand, uh, I joined forces with Joe Jackman from Jackman Reinvent. Uh, at the inception of the company, uh, and together with our creative director, uh, Joe and his team created Flow, the brand, a four-letter word meaning water, but also a four-letter word meaning uh, the flow of energy, the flow of life, the flow of, um, it's a psychological term that's basically positive, uh, positive reinforcements on things that you're passionate about. And so, I think that the com- combination all focused around a very specific consumer really let the brand resonate to having what I call product market fit, which product market fit is the product resonates with a core consumer. And I think the brand that we developed really resonates strong with the wellness woman. And so 75% of our 10 million customers are female and they can be categorized as wellness mm-hmm. women. Uh, and then, you know, 25% usually their husbands or families <laughs> that, there you that are go. drinking yeah. it. So number one, we, we really created a brand that people resonate with um, that stands for something larger than just the product itself. Uh, number two, uh, product innovation. So we came out with a very disruptive format, but never compromised our premium water. We also were the first company to launch organic certification on our flavors um, so those two things, package, format, disruption uh, with the product, uh, as well as organic flavors have really brought us into uh, being very innovative with our product cycles and very innovative with our product offerings. Now we just acquired a collagen water and we've infused it. So now Flow is coming out and it's pre-sold on our website even today, uh, but it'll be sold in just a couple of weeks across our uh uh, I think 5,000 locations out of our 25,000 locations have listed it. So now we're doing infusion inside flow as product innovation. And then uh, the final thing is we've been very innovation innovative on our distribution techniques. So we started off actually having a fleet of electric vehicles in Canada uh, that delivered to your house directly uh, on e-com subscription model. Um, and then we quickly moved that into retail distribution, but still today, 15 to 20% of our revenue is generated on e-com. So we have hundreds of thousands of customers buying flow online and getting it sent to their house, which is a super disruptive and innovative model for water, right? All the other, mm-hmm. all, all the world works on e-com, but water doesn't work on e-com and flows one of the companies that disrupted the path. Uh, to purchase. And now we go direct. And that's a big advantage for us of building an, a rapid, huge growing user base. Amazing. And and that user base includes, you know, some awesome celebrities, including Gwyneth Paltrow, who you guys did a marketing campaign, uh, partnered up in 2019, which was awesome. I mean, 
there's one thing that demonstrates the fact that you guys are doing product innovation. It's all the attention you've gotten from, you know, big players. So uh, very impressed by what you guys have done. Um, and, you know, you've had an entire entrepreneurial journey uh, that started much before Flow and, and throughout its entirety, you've always stressed what you've called mindful positivity. Um, what exactly does that mean to you? And how has it helped you throughout your career as a serial entrepreneur? Yeah, it's, it's you know, I've always been a super positive person. Um, so I'm very grateful for that. Um, but this this company is definitely really fine-tuned my impression of being positive and mindful of your environment around you and the society as a whole. Um, and it's really put it to the forefront where we've had to construct our entire company around what we feel the values of our consumers are and the values that we want to portray um, as a reflection of, 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 of having them as customers and delivering them products. And the one thing that we deducted that drives everything around uh, the quality of our product, but also how we package the product and our existence as a whole. And uh, it became very apparent that mindful positivity was was essentially the ethos of our entire brand and company. So we really embraced it. Um, and myself as an entrepreneur, I, I live it every day. I'm in the flow every day. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm in flow flow. <laughs> there so, you go. So we really leaned into the concept of mindful positivity. Uh, and then we built the entire brand, but also the company culture around it, that we have to be mindful, but have a positive interaction on the planet, right? So that's the important aspect of flow is that not only do we uh, want to have a positive impact on our health and our bodies, but we want to make sure that our company has a positive impact on the planet around us. And really, that's what we call mindful positivity. Uh-huh. How has this um, this ethos of your company really, you know, been, its importance been stressed even more because of COVID and this environment in which, I mean, Flow seems to be doing very well, which we'll get into in a second, but, you know, mindful positivity in an environment that is really fighting against that that push forward. Um, how has it been accentuated in, in its importance? Well, you know, I... I think that, you know, now more than ever, the world needs a dose of mindful positivity. Um, and it's up to us. And we, I believe we have a responsibility too to each other uh, to remind ourselves how we can, we're all in this together. And if we group and have our mindset and shift it into a positive mindset, that the outcome is going to be a lot better. So, you know, the first thing that we did was we gave our frontline employees a raise um, and the executive team took a, took a reduction for the period of COVID. So my entire executive team took a reduction and we gave that reduction to our employees at the frontline. So internally, we said, we're here to support you guys, not only emotionally, but financially. And this is the, this is the sign uh, that... Uh, that we did uh, almost immediately after COVID hit. The second mm -hmm. thing is uh, we also took uh, a million dollar target uh, of of inventory and we did a deal with um, sick kids in Toronto and all the local hospitals here that are covering COVID. 
but also in the U.S. we partnered with FEMA to be able to deliver it to what they call not the new ground zero in New York um, and other major metropolitan cities that we're in, we have offices in and that we're um, building uh, our company and our user base. And we, we got our flow down into the hospitals and the healthcare workers um, that really need it to not only protect themselves, but also be healthy and hydrate themselves uh, during long shifts that they're doing like 20, you know, 14, 20 hour, hour shifts. And so we're super fortunate to work with all of our shareholders and um, all of our marketing team to really focus in on getting internal positivity with our staff and charged around and, and supportive around the people that are putting themselves at risk, but also externally to make sure that the community at large uh, can get that mindful positivity as well. Uh-huh. That's really inspiring. And um, I know Flow has also been doing as a, as a company, like super awesome during COVID, um, which is an exception to what's been happening in the economy right now, of course. Um, you've been meeting demand as sales have gone up 50%. And you just also somehow, in some way, closed a round of funding at $45 million, um, including with some awesome celebrities like Post Malone, Chase Atley. What's been your secret to capitalizing on the opportunities from COVID as you have done so far as a, as a company? Letting it flow. <laughs> It's that simple. It's that simple. We we don't we didn't capitalize on COVID. We were just prepared um, for it. The fundraising was happening prior to COVID, and then we took a break during the first three weeks of March, and then um, then we reopened it back up to close it down in April. So we're super fortunate to be able to close what we did um, prior to COVID, but then also. Um, get our investors' confidence up and our community's confidence up about the the progress that we're having during COVID because we're an essential product. So we did see a 25% increase in our sales from uh, February to March and then carried through with a with an awesome uh, April as well. Um, and we're very fortunate to be able to do that. Um, and I think the investment community at large uh, that was that we're looking at the deal before COVID got an extra strength and confidence that this product um, not only can, as a management team we can deliver against uh, rapid changes in the environment, uh, both positive and negative, but also we're able to deliver a higher ROI during that term, um, and I think that that's really helped us. But we're extremely grateful to have all of our shareholders and investors a part of the company, and uh, they're really the they're really what drives this positive energy forward. So, Amazing. Um, and you've been quoted in the past saying that you get inspired by spotting a gap between strong consumer interest and corporate culture unwilling to change. Yeah. So, you know, in this environment that has really stressed um, and bent a lot of these gaps in the market and in various industries, what have you noticed, uh, you know, in terms of these gaps being exposed now um, that, you know, entrepreneurs can take advantage of? So the best gaps, and it's the, it's the obvious one, but it's a little complicated to put into practice. The best gaps that are coming in play right now are distribution. It's all changing. Consumers pattern, the consumer pattern to purchase is completely disrupted. So um, even myself, uh, I'm starting to think about really what is the new new and the biggest force right now is people are not going into grocery stores and convenience stores and gyms 
but they're still consuming products. So uh, alternative distribution like e-commerce and self-fulfillment and direct relationships is becoming more and more important for everybody the way that they think about delivering their consumer products or services um, in a different way than what was done before. And I think that's the biggest opportunity people can take advantage of now is that consumers' purchase patterns are changing to direct transactions. Uh-huh. And I understand you were, you've were you been aware of this um, even before COVID as you guys were trying to um, shift to a more direct-to-consumer uh, approach to distribution of flow. Is that correct? Yeah, we've been doing it since day one. Like my other companies... Uh, we're tech companies and we did all direct acquisition online, uh, subscription services and individual downloads and software. So I've been very accustomed to online marketing and customer acquisition and retention and engagement uh, on online platforms. So water was a natural extension of that um, for me, but it was totally new for the water business at that time. And even now to say that we have 15 to 20% of our revenues uh, that are e-com um, every month is, is, is definitely not an unusual water company. Uh-huh. Well, I guess, you know, with, uh, with, with the coronavirus, I'd imagine that a lot of the, uh, the infrastructure is going to continue to be accelerated and it's building um, for direct to consumer uh, purchasing now. Yeah. So shifting a little bit to you and in your isolation life and your personal life adapting to this situation, you know, our lives have been greatly simplified because of isolation in terms of what our core activities, our core routine is. Uh, there's less distractions from everyday life. Uh, we've had some more time to reflect on our lives, our careers, etc. What have What have you realized about you know str- your strengths and weaknesses that this environment has exposed? I think. Um... I'll start more tactical and then go up to a grander theme. Um, Tactically speaking, um, I found that uh, my lifestyle has drastically changed um, because my travel has has stopped effectively. I used to travel three days a week for the last Mm -hmm. 20 years. So... Uh, I spend at least 50% of my time um, outside of the city that I live in. Um, And so now I've got tons of more time uh, to be able to just um, do things that I normally would never have done before. So I actually find that to be very refreshing. And um, essentially, um, I think a lot of us have realized either as well that we were traveling too much. So I think that the world was moving really fast and, um, and, and we weren't thinking about, you know, how, what, what kind of impact we're having on it. And now this has gotten us to slow down and say, do we really need to travel that much? Can we just use video chat? Uh, do we really have to jump on an airplane to go to have a meeting or can we uh, minimize our footprint uh, as a society as a whole and maximize our time. And I think that's one of the most profound um, uh, pieces of COVID um, wisdom I've gotten, which is uh, I believe that we can minimize and have a minimalistic lifestyle, but get the maximum return, not only personally, but professionally without having to have a high carbon footprint on our planet. Mm-hmm. And in terms of what this has opened up in your own life, 
not spending as much time traveling, now having the opportunity to do new things. What has that, uh, what has that manifested in for you? Um, it's definitely focused myself on well, my well-being and health of myself and my family. So uh, we eat better. Uh, I exercise better. In fact, I, I lost 12 pounds in the last- Wow, congratulations. <laughs> I don't drink very much anymore because I don't socialize. <laughs> and, uh, and and uh, I go to bed at 10 o'clock and wake up at six. So I get eight yeah. hours sleep. Plus all that flow water is helping you, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I drink at least six liters of flow a day, which is uh, quite a bit, but that's that's my daily habit. Um, but I think that, that it's taught me to really appreciate um, um, taking a step back and focusing my energy on my personal and my family's health. Uh, and then the second thing that it's taught me is um, the world needs a lot more kindness. And I think it all happens with your interactions uh, locally as well as globally. And uh, the best act of wisdom is kindness. That's, that's amazing. Nicholas, thank you so much for your words of wisdom. I appreciate you joining us on the show today. Yes. Thank you for having me. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Opportunity Unlocked. If you want to learn more about our guest, look back at the key takeaways of our discussion, or check out any of the content that was mentioned, you can find it all in the episode notes below. And if you enjoyed, make sure to subscribe and give the podcast a review in the Apple Podcasts app. Thank you for checking in and stay tuned for more episodes with exciting business leaders coming soon.